ladies. Welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your host, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about not complicating your relationship with God. to overthink what it's like to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Because essentially, especially if you don't come from a church background, you don't even really know what that means. Yeah. And so I know as a new believer, it can be so overwhelming and feel like you're so distant from God. And we just think that having a relationship with him literally means like, it's like a relationship with you Mm -hmm. or like with somebody who's physically here. But it's not. It takes so much more faith. It takes so much more trust. And that takes a long time to build up. Yeah. And sometimes we could just be so, so hard on ourselves. So I guess, like, give an example of, um, like, where you feel like you've complicated your relationship with God. And the revelation that you kind of got, like, more recently, like we were just talking about before. Okay. Um, the more recent one was on just this past Monday when I was sick. I came home from work and I... I had like a head cold and um, I literally came home, I laid in bed and I couldn't do anything because I just felt so bad. I took a nap, woke up, ate dinner and literally laid back in bed and I was like, be, as I was going down to sleep, I prayed and I was like, God, I'm so sorry that I didn't read today. And I was like, wait, hold up. Like, I know like your intentions aren't that, oh, you don't want to read, but like you physically would have felt worse if you would have read. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dang, like that makes sense because it's different when you're just, like, avoiding it and you don't want to. But I physically wanted to and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it makes, like, the difference. So, and I'm not saying don't read your word because we're supposed to renew our mind daily. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there are circumstances where you, you can't. And yes. that was, like, the perfect example. Mm-hmm. What are some ways This that- reminds me, we just got a DM earlier from, and I'm going to read it, um, from this girl. And she said... Because we, I reshared something on our Instagram that says, God will never fail you even if you fail him. And they responded and they said, I feel like I fail him way too often. And that almost like broke my heart because like obviously we all, we all fall short of the glory of God. Like we all do. We're all human. We all fail him essentially. We'll never be good enough, quote right. unquote. Like we don't deserve what he gives us. We don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his forgiveness. But he still chooses to do it out of the love that, because he, he is love. He's made yeah. out of love. And so that was like a perfect, and I just thought of that as you were sharing. Like that's like a perfect example of how we can feel though. Like, But the devil wants us to sit in that. Like, he wants us to feel condemned. He wants us to feel like, oh, I'm just not good enough for God. None of us are. Right. None of us are good enough for him. That's the point. Right. That was one of the sole purposes of Jesus. He knew we were going to fail him. He knew we were going to fall short. And he still chose us. And so, like, I don't know. I guess, like, it, it almost broke my heart that I shared it for somebody to feel that way. Right. But the purpose of the post isn't that. It's to show, like, even though we do fail him, he will never fail us. And mm-hmm. he will always be there for us. And that takes the pressure off because it's inevitable that we're going to fail him. But he'll still be there for us. So, like, I don't know. That just that was, like, a perfect example from somebody else showing how they overthink their relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and I, I feel like we've talked about this before, too. And when I am like not in my word as much and like I do feel disconnected it's almost like I want to turn away from like I don't want to say turn away from 
things with church and like listening to worship music and stuff it's almost like I don't feel worthy of it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's almost like I shouldn't refit like fix myself first but it's like no like Jesus wants us to come like even when we first come to Christ like I want to say I was dirt I was dirty before Mm -hmm. and now I got cleaned by Jesus like thankfully so it's just like when I'm technically goes back to those things that made me dirty quote-unquote like Jesus wants me to come back to him and be like, this is what I just did. Like, I, please forgive me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. And that's what Jesus is for. Like, he, like Josh just said, like, he did these things for us to come to him and be like, yeah. I'm sorry, God, that I am choosing to act this way. Yes. Like, stuff like that. So, like, when you just shared that, because I don't have social media right now, and me and Josh do take breaks from it so often, and it feels, when you do hear that, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, so many people relate to that. Like, people who are even in in faith and, like, have been in their faith walk for, like, years and years and years, like, 40 years, like, they still sometimes feel that way. And Well, they still make mistakes. Right, exactly. It's not even, like, feeling that way. We do fail. Right. We do. It's right. inevitable that we will and that we do. Right. But he knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. He knows human nature he made us like he knows these things already right but that doesn't change who he is right and um I feel like like in I mean even now sometimes if I do something I will sit in shame and that's not God's best for us that's not what he wants for us but especially when I was a very baby believer I would just allow like the condemnation to come over me and like just sit in shame and just feel so insecure and like you said not worthy and that is the devil's favorite place for us to be because that's when we're vulnerable and that's when he'll send temptation he always goes for us when he knows that we're weak so he tries to weaken us and that's why it's so important to renew your mind because if we're not renewing our mind then the devil has easy access to our mind because we're not reading truth so it's easier to believe lies when we're not reading truth and so um when you're feeling that way get in your word like as hard as sometimes it is hard to open your bible sometimes it is hard to open the app but you don't even have to be the one to physically read. Like, there's apps that will play for you. Like, mm-hmm. before I even get out of bed lately, I'll open my app and just listen to it while I'm still laying in bed, while my eyes are still closed, and I'll listen to the Word of God. Like, that is so renewing. Like, right before I get out of bed, I hear the Word of the Lord. And that that will help so much. And I don't have to do anything to hear it. Like, we're so blessed and we're so privileged in that sense to have things like that and to still be able to have apps that do that because like we know in Afghanistan they're getting killed or beaten or whatever just for having the app on their phone like we still have that luxury so use it Mm -hmm. like it doesn't always have to be like I physically get out my big bible and read get it in how you can and like you said there's circumstances where we can't open the bible or we're at work and we need to renew our minds quick because intrusive thoughts are coming in and we can't but just talk to him just open your mouth and talk to him like he will show you he will guide you and the more you do those things the less condemned you'll feel and you'll have a heart that's more in repentance mode rather than condemnation i um literally was thinking about it too and i feel like i do this a lot to myself as well like, I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh, like, you do start feeling shame. And you you just feel almost, like, terrible in a sense. And then, like, 
the times I do open my Bible, I end up feeling so much better. Mm-hmm. But those times I sit in that, I feel worse. Yeah. And I think I almost forget that when I'm in those circumstances because it's just like, think about the last time you did do this and you switched it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And now think about how you're feeling now. And it's so crazy because when you do renew your mind, like how refreshed you feel. Yes. And that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. But we do, we like forget about that. Yes. We meaning me. But yeah. like you forget about it and it's hard. Well, it's just like going, like, okay, let's let's compare it to working out. Like when you first start your workout, you're so energized, you're so filled up. And by the end of it, you're drained, you're tired, you need sleep to refill yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing spiritually you if you go all day without reading your word or talking to god of course you're going to feel like spiritually drained spiritually tired empty but when you read your open your bible and reread you feel refilled up yeah you feel ready you feel more inspired and like that you need to do that every day however you can like you don't have to physically open your bible even though that's the best way but you can literally just open an app and have somebody else read it to you Mm -hmm. that it's so easy now yeah I um another thing I wanted to bring up is hanging out with people who aren't completely like believers yet or like not people like what is it called not people who people who are living not yes not really sanctified yes how do you feel about that and how do you go about that um well I feel like, okay, this is like too faceted for me because when you're a new believer, I think it's very important to take separation time away from those people because you're still so fragile. You're still so easily pulled back into things and persuaded to do things. Like for me, I had to take, I mean, well, for me, it wasn't that hard because of quarantine. I was forced into separation from a lot of people but even with my family I had to take seasons of separation because one I get super attached to people and feel the need to fix people and that's not my job I'm not God um so I needed to do that but he did it in ways where like I was forced into it like big blowout fights or like where I couldn't talk to them like we got into a huge fight and it was like in the moment it felt terrible but then later through prayer and reading his word he revealed to me like you needed this but anyway so that I got off topic a little bit but when you're first a baby believer it's very important to take time away from those people because you'll go back to drinking you'll go back to cussing you'll go back to doing things that they do um casually dating all these things right like normal things that the world do Mm -hmm. um but then once you're more mature and once you're strong in your faith and you're unwavering I think it's important to go back and bring those people. Not necessarily bring them, but like go back and witness to them. Go back and talk to them and show them this is the life I live now. Like look at what the Lord did in my life. Like look how different it is. And not in a bragging way, but to show his glory and to show what he can do. Um, I think that it's really important to talk to people that aren't saved and spread the word of the lord to them that's the whole purpose jesus did that jesus went and sat with prostitutes and liars and and healed them you know like he went and hung out with those people so i think why do we think that we're any better than jesus like if he did it we definitely can do it especially because we are those sinners that he was sitting with so um yeah that's kind of like my view on it. i think it's super important 
I um, totally agree with that. I really do. Because I think in the beginning, I would almost, like, judge myself. Like, as weird as that sounds, for hanging out with people who, like, aren't as strong in their... Or aren't, quote-unquote, saved yet. Mm -hmm. But now I, like, think about it in a way, like, if I never... If the person who started witnessing to me never brought me into, like, her group of... In California. If my friend would have never brought me into her groups of friends, I would have never Like, would have thought she was too good to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, wouldn't have been like, oh, I can't hang out with somebody that's not saved. Like, if she would have done that, I would have never met Jesus. Yes. I would have never knew who Jesus was. Like, maybe eventually down the road, but in California, I probably would have been into all different types of stuff if I didn't meet her. Yeah. So, like, thank God that she was willing to witness to somebody that was a sinner and now can be found because of... I don't want to say because of her, but it was because of... You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you do get to meet Jesus because people bring you to him. Yes. Like introduce and you. Even with that, it's always complicated because one, you need to know yourself and two, you need to know your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because even me, like if it's just me and I'm going to hang out with a bunch of people who drink and smoke and party, like I'll say no, but it's hard to say no. So why put yourself in a position like that? But if you were talking like, hey, come to my house, like let's um, watch... I don't know, a movie or a sermon or let's um, just talk and catch up or come to church with me, come to prayer with me. And when you're doing things like that, of course, why wouldn't we do that? Why would we not do that? Mm -hmm. You know, like we need to do that, do that. There's so many people who need to find things that are filling versus things that are making them feel empty like drugs like drinking like going to clubs and like having sex and all these things why would we not create safe spaces for people to see there are other things to do than go out and do that there are more fulfilling things and there you can have fulfilling relationships and friendships that don't you don't have to drink to have fun with everybody you know Mm -hmm. no I completely agree with that because I even think about that when I did that because like me and Joss have both done that we both drank smoked like every all the all the above like (laughs) I don't want to say that yeah it's true (laughs) yeah and and so like for us saying that and knowing like we've came out empty like we know how you feel yeah like it's not like we're just coming here and sitting like oh I'm I'm perfect like no that's not it like We've been there. And look at, like, we found Jesus and now we're whole because of Jesus. It's not because, yay, I went out and got drunk again. Yay. Mm -hmm. Like, not judging you if you do do that. If you can drink, that's, that's, I'm, that's you. But that's not (laughs) me. I don't want to say that's on you. But that was really stuttering. She's like, that's, that's, uh, uh." (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to sound like I'm condoling anyone. But at the same time, like, it's just like. I know how you feel and mm-hmm. I know the position you're in and that's where we want to get like we want people to understand you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's like Jesus is what makes us whole yeah not like the drinking and smoking because this world. yeah think about it every time you go and drink like what benefit do you get out of it yeah I don't know I was just watching this thing on YouTube. There's this guy on YouTube his name's Ruslan something or other and he's like this Christian <clears throat> And he's, I think he makes music. He does something. 
But I think he, like, I think he got saved later in life. Like, he lived a long life of sinning and doing whatever he wanted. And then I think he came to God later. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he makes these YouTube videos. And he talks about, like, trending things that are happening, like, with Kanye West. Or, like, with with famous people doing, like, crazy things. Um, like, he just, he exposes things like that and then talks about it from a Christian point of view. It's okay. really cool. Oh, that's And he cool. made this uh, video kind of talking or reviewing I guess um this interview with Little Wayne and he Little Wayne was telling his story and when he was like 11 I think it was 11 years old he shot himself in the chest he tried to kill himself yes yes he tried to kill himself and he actually did shoot himself in the chest and um I think he ended up calling the cops before he did it I think that's what he said. I don't fully remember. Go and watch it if you want to. But um, I think he called the cops before he did it. So after he had shot himself, the cops came through. And all the cops, except for one of them, literally ran over him to raid the house to try to find drugs or other things. And one cop stopped to say, don't you guys see this little kid on the ground? He's shot. Like, he shot himself. And you guys are worried about drugs? Yeah. Yeah. And so he said, um, the guy interviewing said, like, what kept you alive? Because he survived, obviously, which is nuts. Like, an 11-year-old shooting himself in the chest, and he survived. He asked him, like, what what kept you alive? And he said, God, nothing but God. Yes, crazy. And his, I think it's his manager, he's a, a strong Christian. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Ruslan met him, met Lil Wayne's manager, and asked him, like, how do you feel working in such a secular world, like being around people who drink and do drugs? And I didn't even realize that this is going to tie back to our topic. But he said, if I'm not here, like witnessing and praying for him, who's going to? Wow. And that just, oh, I'm getting the chills because it's just crazy. Like if we're not out there, even in like the secular workforce or um, like, even at a restaurant, like, if we're not doing things around secular people, who's going to be praying for these people? Who's going to be able to minister to them or cast a demon out of somebody if we're not there ready for that, you know? Dude, I even think about, like, we're called when we follow Jesus to be the light of the world. So, like, when you go into, like, for example, like, the store, mm-hmm. and you sit there and you're just smiling at people, like, you're doing what Jesus did. Yeah. Like, you're going out there, you're smiling at people. Because a lot of people, like, during the day, they had a terrible day. Yeah. Like, they had a terrible day all day at work. And you smile at them, that could make their whole day. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, sometimes even, like, old people love to talk. Like, sometimes they just want to have someone to talk to. Yeah. And it just, like, makes them feel better. And if mm-hmm. you can be the one person that can make them feel better, like, you're doing something that Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And we'll never be as perfect as Jesus, but... Yeah, I was going to say, because some people have different anointings. Like, I'm an introvert. So, like, obviously, I'm still kind to people, but it's hard for me to go out of my way and, like, smile at strangers and do these things because that's just not my personality. But God anoints us in different ways. So, like, for Kayla, that's, that's more of her anointing. But, like, for somebody like you, let's just say you having an interaction with a coworker or somebody that you're more comfortable with, but being able to minister something to them or if they're going through a really hard time and being like, hey, like, if you're comfortable, let's pray. 
pray. Like, let's, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just doing things like that. Like, you are the light in a dark, dark world. Right. And a lot of people don't get to experience the goodness of God because, one, they've never been exposed to it, or, two, they blame God for a lot of the things that they've went through, or whatever the case. The devil's got a hold on them. They have demons. Like, you don't know people's circumstances. And so for you to be able to just be kind to somebody and show them a little bit of God's goodness... That is, that's amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. you're able to show them what a Christian's supposed to be like. Exactly. And I, and me and Joss always said this in the beginning and still do, like, if we aren't showing love to people, then I'm not going to call myself Christian. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we're called to love and to forgive. Like, we're not sitting here trying to, I'm not sitting here trying to hold grudges on people. Because if I'm holding grudges, then I need to fix something in my heart. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I think about a lot. Like, a lot of it, we need to self-reflect and be like, okay, I'm going to show people love and forgiveness even if they treat me wrong. Yes. And it's just like, we got to realize that and then go off of this, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like a lot of self-realization almost. And then being like, okay, Jesus, help me fix these things in my heart or reveal things in my heart that I can fix and make better. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not perfect and I'm nowhere near perfect, but I'm striving to be more like Jesus every day. Yes, because sometimes we mix up conviction with condemnation like sometimes god does want us to feel some type of way about things because he's trying to teach us through Mm -hmm. that feeling like the holy spirit's convicting us so that we know oh that's not good like that's Mm -hmm. our discernment as christians we have that yeah so don't sit in the condemnation of it but be convicted and then repent and Mm -hmm. then learn what he's trying to teach you through your emotions Mm -hmm. um i just wanted to share quick because i'm reading in mark and Today's message was really, really good. It was um, Mark 9. And... Okay, so... It's talking about... I just wanted to review it quick. Okay, so, oh yeah, so it's this guy, um, his son is is demon-possessed, and he's, like, been like that ever since he was born, It's a, or little, or whatever. He's already a young boy, um, but he's been demon-possessed, and so Jesus, like, I forget if he walks past him or whatever, but he comes in contact with the boy's dad, and the little boy is, like, there, and right when the boy got in the presence of Jesus, he went on the ground and started foaming at the mouth, and that's a whole nother like talk about demons but whatever so he the boy manifested from being in the presence of god and so um the dad was like like help him basically like asking jesus to heal him because he knew who he was and jesus was like i forget it was like the way that the dad asked wasn't faith-filled like it was like if you could only or something like that heal okay, my okay. son. and he's like jesus was basically like if you don't ask with faith i can't work like right. you have to have faith that i can do this right and so then he rephrased the way he asked and jesus healed the boy and that just goes to show like that really gave me revelation because i'm like if we have no faith jesus cannot work in our lives fear will never attract god like fear only shuts god out so 
if we're even with our prayers with the way we live like we need to live as a person with faith we need to talk to god like he already did things and the second that we have no faith like he won't be able to work and another story just popped into my mind as i'm talking when jesus asked i think peter don't come for me if that's not who but when he told him to walk on water and he started to, and then he actually looked down and realized he was doing it, and then had no faith, and he started to sink the second he lost faith. The second he lost faith. So that just shows, like, no matter what circumstance you're in, have faith that God can do it. Mm-hmm. Have faith that he will help you. Have faith, even if it doesn't feel like it's going to happen, have faith that he can do it. Mm-hmm. Not that you can do it, because we can't. We don't have confidence in ourselves. We have confidence in God and what he can do, and he's always able. We're not. So as long as we have our confidence in him, we will be fine. As long as we place our faith in him and not ourselves, we will always be good. And so I don't even remember how we got there. But anyway, but that just, that's literally like live life with faith. Once you lose it, he can't work in your life. Yeah, I always, one of my favorite verses is in Hebrews. I believe it's 1034. Four, or no 35 and 36 and it's something about confidence and it's just say, saying basically like our confidence does not lie in us it lies in God and it, when we do put it in us like it won't do anything just like mm-hmm. you were saying so it like reminds me every time I think of that verse it's like I don't have to be confident like yeah. if we lack self-esteem like I'm not saying like oh like we can fix that you can get more com- you can get more confident but I have confidence because of that God I don't like I don't need to be confident on my own. Mm -hmm. I can be confident because of God and Mm -hmm. who God is. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not... There's so many examples in my life where because I depended on God, it turns out better in my... Like, God only does stuff to benefit us. Yeah. Like, all the teaching, even when it seems like it's so terrible, like, God's doing stuff to benefit us. Like, because He knows something is better out there for us. Mm -hmm. As weird as that sounds, and it's just like, He's trying to teach us things, and He's like, you don't even know what I have for you yet. Well, and how much anxiety does it take off of you to just mm-hmm. put it on to God? Right, exactly. Like, when you are in a circumstance that seems impossible and you just give it to God and you're like, I'm not going to worry about it because it's out of my control, you have no anxiety. Mm-hmm. So when you're sitting in constant anxiety, just think like, why am I always anxiety filled? What am I not giving to the Lord that I feel this way? Why mm-hmm. am I trying to do everything on my own? And I struggled with that because I can be kind of like a control freak. Like I feel like I need to be in control of things in my life for them to go right. Like when things aren't in my control, I feel anxious and I feel like, like even with driving, like I hate when Xavier drives. It's just something that I just hate. Like I don't like when other people are in control of my life really. Mm-hmm. Like, cause one bad turn, if he, I would die, you know, like, or I could die. I should say I won't, I won't necessarily die, but like I could die. And that's because I'm not the one driving. So I don't have control. If I, if somebody swerves into our lane that I can swerve out. I mean, even if I was, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get in an accident, but I feel like I have more control. And so that was really hard for me to be like, all right, God, like you're actually in control. Like it's not easy, but once I did it, my anxiety went away and I didn't worry so much because I'm like, well, I don't technically have control either way. It's an illusion. I think about like, I think we were talking about this or we were talking about it in Bible study. It's, it's like when you ask God for patience, do you think God's going to just be like, oh, here's patience or give us 
like things to work on to have patience. Yeah. He's going to give us things to work on to have patience. So it's like when you're like, okay, God, I want to lay this at your feet. God isn't just going to be like, okay, you're doing so good now. He's going to give us the times and trials of times <laughs> where we need to lay it at his feet. And he's going to show us how to. Yeah. It's not like it's just going to happen overnight. Like, it takes time, just like working out, just like we brought up in the beginning, just like working out. You don't get your dream body in one week. It takes time and Mm -hmm. commitment. It's just like every time that something doesn't, I don't want to say something doesn't go away, but when you do get anxiety, pray and give it to God. Yeah. Don't hold on to it. Give it to God. Talk to your friends that you trust that are, I don't want to say that are, faith-filled, but that are Christians, and we'll give you godly advice, yeah, yeah. and talk to God. They're mm-hmm. the, he's there for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's so many times, and God knows how you feel already. Just open your mouth and talk to him. Yeah. It's easier said than done, but like, it will get easier over time, because you will learn. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, you don't have to complicate prayer. Mm-hmm. Like That's a big one. That's huge. Like, you don't have to sit here and pray in tongues for hours on end to be connecting to God. Right. You can just talk to him like I would be talking to Kayla. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do do that. I'm like, Lord, like, I'm so upset right now. Like, I don't know. I'm mad at this person. I actually hate this person right now. Like, I need your help to not feel that way towards them. Mm -hmm. I had to do that today. Like, talking in my car, I realized I had unforgiveness against somebody. And I'm like, well, Lord, help me not have these feelings against that person. Because it's really hard for my fleshly self to not dislike them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, it's not unchristian of you to, like talk like that as long as you bring it to god and you're not like gossiping about that person or hating on that person or whatever and you're talking to god about it it's okay you need to bring those things to him because otherwise you're gonna harbor it you know yeah i completely agree Mm -hmm. it's crazy because i think about that a lot too like i and we've brought this up in the past like somebody one of our friends like told us like it's okay to be mad at god yeah. Like, not, I don't want to say mad Not at mad at him, but express your anger yeah. to him. Like, express, express your, your emotion. Yes, express him. your emotion. He already knows how you're feeling. So it's like, if you do that, he already knows one what you're thinking about. So you can just be like, okay, this is what I'm frustrated about. Please help me. And God will help you. But it's like, that helped me once she told me that. Because I was like, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And you can be upset. Like, It's once you're honest with him. Right. He already knows how you feel. So he knows what you don't tell him. Mm -hmm. He knows what you don't bring to him. He's waiting for you to. Mm -hmm. But he can't force you into situations. He can't force himself into situations. Yeah. Like, you have to invite him. Mm -hmm. It's just as simple as that. And so once you're honest with him, he has room to work with that. If Mm -hmm. you're holding things from him and you're not fully trusting him with things, of course he's not going to be able to help you. Yeah, I'm starting to learn this and God's teaching me when I do sin, do it repent right in the moment because you're gonna be like, oh i'll do that later when i pray you're gonna forget exactly. well sometimes though you don't know yeah that is true sometimes yeah. conviction comes later yeah that's true sometimes he needs to teach you things yeah. through your sin yeah that's very true that's very true but when i do sin and when i you know, know yeah i'm like do it in the moment girl you're gonna forget it before you go to bed <laughs> like just say it right now what i do is i'm like please forgive me for the things that are known and unknown that mm-hmm. i've done today Please forgive me for anything that I've done today that is not like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to mess up, so I say that every single night because I know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yes. I Before we end, I just wanted to share. Her name is Allison Burr, 
And well, basically, last weekend, Zay and I went to Chicago. And on the way, we were listening to podcasts. And Zay had sent me this one podcast like last week. And I've listened to it like four or five times. It's just super inspiring. It's about this girl, and she's a Christian. She's like a really successful entrepreneur. And she was sharing like her story, and it was just really inspirational. And then she um, was talking about this lady who inspired her, and her name is Allison Bird. And um, the the video that I listened to was Speak Up Season 1, and it's Allison Bird, the label of something or other. I can't see the rest of it. But um, look it up. It literally moved me to tears, the way that she just speaks and the way she articulates her thoughts and, like, the stories throughout her life. Like, it was just so... I aspire to be able to speak like that and to be able to to move people the way that she moved me because just through she like paints a picture with the way she talks like you can see what she's saying it's crazy but um it's just really beautiful words of her life and really inspiring of how she overcame them and basically what how she explains how she undid her trauma kind of was by rewiring her mind so like with something that she went through she would tell herself the opposite of that and just like affirmations or confessions is what we call them but she would go to that specific thing and rewire it in a positive way for her to like fall back on thinking it no this isn't me I am this or like let's say somebody calls you ugly you would be like I am beautiful that's just a simple one for you to kind of understand what I'm saying but like and so she would tell herself that and repeat that until she believes it and I think that's so important because when me and Kayla went to one of our friends from church's house and she basically was saying you've lived life because we were talking about I forget what I was talking to her exactly about but it was about like falling back into sin or something and she was like when you've lived life for 20 something years doing something a certain way and now you're trying to just flip 20 years of doing the same thing over and over of course it's not going to come in one day even one year that's one year versus 20 it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy you have to be repetitive about it you have to be consistent about it and that's just like your relationship with God you have to be consistent for it to grow it's not going to happen in one day in one week even in one year obviously it'll grow in a year but it won't be mature yet and I'm still learning that I'm like two and a half almost three years in and I'm still growing with the Lord I'll be growing with him forever but I still feel like I don't know anything and so it's consistency being repetitive with it reading your word every day and it's not about reading like a whole chapter it's not about praying for hours like we don't have to make it that complicated but getting it in every day and even if it's for five minutes that is sufficient if you learned something about the lord that day yeah i completely agree with you and um i feel like back to the point like from the start of this like don't complicate it Mm -hmm. because when you complicate it it makes everything so much more complicated just bringing when you brought up prayer prayer was like a big thing for me Mm because I, like, learned about Jesus Christ. I grew up in church, going to Sunday school every Sunday. And then, like, for me not to... I didn't ever learn how to pray, quote-unquote. So mm-hmm. I was like, how do you even pray? 
Like, I didn't even know about relationship with Jesus. Like, I was like, I know you pray, but I don't even know how to pray. Like, I was like, please bless my family. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> like, that's all I knew how to pray. And it's just like, no, like, your praying is literally, like Josh said, just talking to him. Like, he's your best friend. Because he is your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, God wants to be that for you. So it's just like, don't complicate it. Mm-hmm. Like, it... Your relationship with God is unique for you. Mm-hmm. And God knows what you need. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when that, when I think about that, it gives me so much comfort. Yeah. And sometimes we're busy. Like we have jobs, we have families, we have friends. Like God just wants you to fit him in. Obviously having intentional time with him like every morning or every evening, that's like top tier but if you can make time for him while you're driving to work while you're cleaning your house while you're watching netflix like pause it for a second and just pray like just fitting it in throughout your day that's what i find when i feel most connected to god is when i take time throughout the day to pray not just like once in the morning once at night like i take time throughout the day even if it's just one line like hey god i need help right now or like I'm feeling frustrated right now. Just help me. Just strengthen me. Right. Just doing those little things throughout the day is much more effective than just being like, "All right, God, be with me today." And then at yeah. the end, "Thanks for being with me today." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Dude. just throughout the day, just talk to him when you can. Yeah, I literally um so a long time not a long time ago when I was living in California, I volunteered with the youth youth out there, and now I work in an elementary school, and um she said like when you're struggling because sometimes you don't want to like volunteer and stuff like it's hard for you she said like lord please give me strength and every like a couple times a day now i'm like lord please give me grace Mm -hmm. please show me your grace please help me because i'm struggling right now and like god loves that like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when you're like honest with him like i'm gonna freak out like please help me he will help you. Mm-hmm. Like, he will help you. It's yeah. crazy. And I'm just like, please show me the way, God. I'm in the last week until I transfer into my new position. And so it's been, like, extra hard for me to go to work. I'm just like, dang, like, I don't want to be here. I'm over my position. And honestly, some days, like, I'm just negative And I can just sit in that. And this specific day, I think it was Monday, I was... I. I was alone like where in this area of my work and I was getting really frustrated because I had no help and whatever and so I went outside to grab this donation and I was kind of crabby not towards the people but just in general I was just feeling like irritated and so I was talking to the lady I was like taking their donation out and all of a sudden this little girl's head pops up and she goes hi I was like hey and she was like I love your earrings and I was like oh thanks whatever and then I went back in grabbed her receipt and brought it back out and the girl goes I love your bun and I'm like oh like thank you and then the little boy this part made me smile so hard he was like I love everything about you like you could tell he was trying to compete with his sister like he's like yeah well I love everything about you (laughs) and I was just like oh I like couldn't help but smile even though I was so crabby and like God will just send those little things in your way and I literally was like thank you Lord because like I was just smiling and happy Mm -hmm. and it didn't take long to get back in my negative mood but that's besides the point but he'll like send these little things in your way to be like okay like I don't need to be upset like there's reasons for me to smile there's reasons for me to be grateful for life even though I'm not really happy right now it will get better so yeah dude I um 
I completely feel you. In those moments, it's just like, thank you, Jesus. Like mm-hmm. you just said, it just changes everything. It yeah. really does because it's just like, I could have had the worst day. And mm-hmm. you just do this. I just still had a bad me. day after that. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but something that I really liked when me and Zay were in couples counseling for like premarital counseling, we only had two sessions. But in the second session, like we were talking and he was like, implement this in your marriage but like in life in general and he was like there's no such thing as bad days like there's only bad moments he was like there's always he was like don't let one bad moment affect your whole day and consider it a bad day he's like know that there will be bad moments but not bad days and I just really loved that because it's like I'm somebody who will get really caught up in the negatives of the day and the negatives in life and just get overwhelmed and frustrated easily. And so that really, really ministered to me and that will stay with me for the rest of my life because I'm not going to sit and dwell and let one moment ruin my whole day. Dude, I honestly, that really spoke to me because I always think about, I'm always like, it's only a bad day, it's not a bad life. Mm-hmm. But I like it's only a bad moment, not a bad yes. day. Because I feel like there's so many moments in the day that are amazing and so good. Like, if a kid, every time he acted out and stuff, and I let that affect my whole day, how would that make my day go? Terrible. Yes. And I would probably take it out on the next kid. They don't deserve that, you know what I mean? Well, honestly, if we live mom- we live life more moment by moment than yeah. we do day by day. Yeah. Like, because we don't even know if we have the next moment. So if we if we have a bad moment in the morning and then we get in a car accident on the way to work and we already wrote that off as a bad day, well, that was our last day. That right. was our last moment. Right. So, like, it's so important to be so intentional in general. Right. And I'm still learning that. I'm definitely not perfect at that, believe me. Like, I need to get better at not dwelling in things. But um, it just, it did help because that's always in the back of my mind. Like, it's not a bad day. It's just a bad moment. Dude, that's really good. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like we always end up tapping all over the place. (laughs) Like, it'll start out really good and, like, really solid. And then it's just, like, we end up in somewhere where I didn't even... But I feel like this makes sense to it. Like, it all ties into it. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. And I feel like it just shows, like, our personality. It's like... This is how our conversations are. Like, me and Kayla will just talk and we'll just hop from subject to subject. I saw this TikTok and it was, like, me and my friend's conversation. It was, like girl like today I like drove to work and this happened and then oh yeah and then my grandma oh yeah and guess what my dog did and it's like it's like so true especially with me and you I feel like it just yeah we're all over the place I'll be like guess what happened today and then I'm like oh yeah and yesterday yeah don't even finish the story you're like wait I'll sometimes Kale yeah. to be like, wait, girl, like go back. Because <laughs> I literally jump all over the place. I'm like, wait, I gotta get to this story before yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I'm that's not how I forget. feel on here though. Because yeah. I'm like, well, what if I forget this? Dude, so I need to say it now, and yeah. then I'll get back to that. Yeah, and then you don't even. Some of the times, like I don't even get back to that point. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay. Well, hopefully you guys follow us anyway. And- yeah. Like DM us with any questions. Well, I mean, like, hopefully you guys follow our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it makes sense to you. Yeah. Because, who knows? Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't usually listen back to the episode. So, I don't even... We don't even edit them anymore. No. Hopefully they sound good. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Anyways, we love you guys. Follow us at Save the Girls Podcast. DM us or email us. 
prayer requests. We've been trying to be on that. Um, we did get a couple prayer requests this week, so Yay. that was exciting. And yeah, that's it. We love you guys. No, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we love you guys. And we want to save, save the girls. <laughs>